Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. If you found our podcast in any way helpful or it has served you in some way, would you please prayerfully consider whether you can financially support our mission via Patreon? Patreon is a platform that allows people to make a monthly contribution to our mission. Running a ministry has a number of costs, including website and software expenses, new tech purchases and paying editors. Your financial contribution will help us stay focused on putting out new content each week. So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We have varying tiers that you can choose from, including as little as $3 a month. And in return, we offer behind the scenes, bloopers, merch, mentoring, and more. We would love for you to join our community and hope you will consider joining us in helping one another to live life to the full. Hello and welcome back to Living Fullness. How are you going, Padre? Very well, thank you. And yourself, Stina? I'm doing well. well. What have you been up to? Uh, What have I been up to as a... mm, Getting into more of a routine. Mm -hmm. So my running is happening again. Nice, nice. Jog of a morning, which has been nice. And also looking forward to getting a couple of new choreographies too. Cool, for dancing. Yes, bought a couple of new ones, which is exciting. There were a couple of um, choreos that my teacher had done with a different group, like a more advanced group. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was a, a technique class mm-hmm. and the routine was beautiful. Nice, <laughs> I was nice, like, nice. man, why did I miss that one? <laughs> why didn't I do that one? So thankfully she was like, it's okay, we'll do up like an online learning tutorial for you. And nice, so they nice, did that. Nice. Cool, cool, yes. cool. Pretty exciting. How far are you running? Oh, around the lake. So it's like five and a half. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, I don't run the whole thing. I'm not that fit. <laughs> It's I walk decent a little bit, and then I run. It's though, decent so. though. That's yeah, good. It, that's it's good. good enough for a morning runner. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. Nice. What nice. about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been visiting parishioners. Ah. Uh, so uh, so they've um, uh, just getting to know the parish, getting to know the, the the people there, and popping in and saying hi, and and yeah, it's just, it's been it's been a real pleasure getting to know the people of Naranda and mm. uh, um, sort of stopping in and saying hi and. Like making myself known to the street that the church is on, and just you yeah. know going across the road, knocking on doors, and going, "Hi, I'm your new priest," and and, uh, and you get mixed reactions. Some people are like, mm, "That's nice," uh, <laughs> and, but then other people are like, "Oh, you're the new priest. That's fantastic," you know. And so it's it's yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. good. Just getting to know your people and exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So we have part two of our our book study. Well, I think this is actually part two and three. Part two and three? Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, part two and three of the book study, Interior Freedom by Father Jacques Philippe. Mm. Uh, And it's on part two is the present moment and part three is the dynamism of faith, hope and love. Oh, how right you are. Yes. So I guess um, for anyone who hasn't picked up this book, you are most welcome to Mm -hmm. go and purchase one if you like um, and to be able to follow along or you're welcome to just – 
hang around with us anyway and listen to the episodes as well. We try to sort of pull a few things apart um, as we go. So Yeah, yeah. One of the things that stood out for me for this section was on page 81 Mm -hmm. and it reads, one of the essential conditions of interior freedom is living in the present moment. And that, there was something that reminded me, uh, something I'd sort of read earlier on in the week and that had been repeating throughout my, a phrase that was repeating throughout my week and it was, if you're angry, you're living in the past. If you're fearful, you're living in the future stay in the present to remain at peace and I just sort of it just reminded me of of that it was very sort of similar and also linked to something that we heard from our guest from earlier this month as well and where he was sort of talking about the difference between what is actual and what's a potential and the realization that you know God is God is in the present Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he was present yesterday and yes, he will be present tomorrow. But he's also very much alive and present in the today and to not embrace him in the today because we're dwelling in the past or because we're either wishing or dreading tomorrow mm-hmm. is actually to dismiss that God who's present in, in this present moment. Absolutely. And the invitation that he continues to extend to us to be united with him in this moment. You know, it reminds me of... Um, from Matthew twenty eight twenty, mm. I am with you always to the end of time. And it also another thing that also stood out was the quote from Father Jacques: "The ladder of perfection has only one step, the step we take today. So we have a choice, you know, in the here and now of where we choose to put ourselves. Mm. We can choose to actually make ourselves present. And he talks about how many of the great saints needed to focus." And place their focus on today and that only today matters to love yeah. God. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. We can sometimes put ourselves in a place of waiting to live as well. Like sometimes we have this tendency towards being really dissatisfied with the present and thinking like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll really begin to live to the full, you know, because today is full of troubles or today is just too hard or it didn't start off right today, so I'll start off better tomorrow. I won't continue better today. I'll just tomorrow, start again, start again. Wrong side of the bed, huh? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And when we go down that path, we miss the present. You know, we miss the graces that are present in the today, in this very moment of today. And God only asks us to live and love moment by moment. Mm. Mm. Similarly, um, page 83, uh, he, he, he takes up that scripture passage of where Jesus says, uh, let the day's own travel be sufficient for mm. the day. Yeah. We, we have this tendency to make our sufferings worse than they need to be by compounding them with dwelling on regrets of the past and worries of the future. Yesterday's failures or poor choices hold us bound when we continually, continually allow them to, to drag us down and to define us. Certainly, we ought to learn from past mistakes. Absolutely, we ought to learn from past mistakes. But that presupposes that we actually learn from them by placing them in the hands of God. Because if we don't place them there, we're not learning from them. We're just whipping ourselves. <laughs> you know, that's all that's happening. So uh, we mustn't allow them to entomb us in a casket of regret. Similarly with the future, uh, you know, while we're obliged to take thought of the future and prepare for tomorrow, 
we're not meant to do it with worry and anxiety. Beyond performing the prudential duty of charitable and adequate preparation, there's nothing more that can be done to prepare for the future other than leaving it in the hands of God. And I think of my own life, so many times I've worried about this or that meeting or assessment or task, which is out of my hands in the future. Why? Why? What good does it do me to worry? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. This is why Jesus says to let tomorrow take care of itself. In other words, leave it in the hand of God where it belongs, because God loves us. He works all things for our good. Projecting our fears into the future cuts us off from reality, from experiencing the now as we're meant to. You know, we, we, we never see a problem as it actually is from the, the perspective of anxiety regarding that which has yet to pass. And uh, God is the God, as we've said, of reality, not that which might be. Mm. If we allow him to be the God of our present by surrendering our worries of the future and the past, he will not let us down. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Another part that stood out for me was from page 91. A heart preoccupied with worry and concern isn't available to other people, which kind of relates to what you were saying just before, Padre. We really can't be available to people if we're mentally, emotionally elsewhere. (laughs) It's just not possible. When we're so focused on something that may or may not unfold or you know, some unpleasant thing that might unhappen, we've ceased to appreciate the present moment and we've opted, we've chosen not to be present. Spot on. And when that's the case, we can't actually adequately meet someone else where they're at because they're actually in the present, which is exactly where we're not. Right, right, (laughs) right. We are unable to give to another because we're not able to actually meet them the way that they deserve either. And I see that happen in my, my day-to-day, especially when I haven't carved out enough time of a morning and of an evening. Yeah. So it generally, for me, will start the evening before. Like if I haven't carved out enough time the evening before to really decompress from the day and walk through my day with God, like here's, here's everything. <laughs> here's where I tried. Here's where I sucked, God. Yep, yep. <laughs> Please help me here, yep. God. <laughs> Absolutely. And now I leave it with you and I'll go and rest. And then again of a morning, like... Being like, okay, God, like here's what I've got today, God. So can you can you help me through? These are the things that are on my mind and these are the things that worry me. Can you walk me through this? If I haven't done that, I find that I'm actually trying to process that throughout the day yeah. when yeah. I'm with people, when I really could be present to them. But in the choice that I've made the evening before, in choosing not to take the time, I've already made the choice that I'm not going to be present to them the following day. All right, you are. How right you are. Um, how right Jack is too. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, look, we at Living Fullness, we have a script that we go by. And, uh, well, you know, sort of a script that's ongoing. And just I, and Steena right now is looking at me like, what are you doing, Patrick? <laughs> You're ad-libbing. freaking me out here. He's ad-libbing. <laughs> uh, so uh, we do have a script that we go by here. However, I've recognised that I've made a little bit of a boo-boo. And so I am going to rectify said boo-boo right now. And so, Steena, I'm about to go touch off script of what's in front of you. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we just, we just roll with this stuff. We'll see where it takes sure. us. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, the other part that we're looking at here is, is faith, hope, and charity. So we're, we're, we're looking at 
the we're looking at at the present moment, and within the present moment, we're also looking at well, how do we live out faith, hope, and charity? And and we have Saint Peter, uh, I think, as a prime example of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Jacques Philippe addresses this on page ninety eight. And uh, Sina is smiling right now <laughs> because I think she tried to tell me this earlier and I wasn't quite listening. And it was just like, yeah, it's okay. We'll just sort it all out. And so, anyway. And it sorted itself out. It we didn't did. have to worry. We didn't have to worry. <laughs> That's right. So, so, when Jesus foretells Peter's fall, Peter says to Jesus, I'll never deny you, ever. Not going to happen. And despite all that bluster, all it took for St. Peter was a servant girl to say, you look like one of his disciples. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's, I don't know the man, raining down curses upon himself that he doesn't know Jesus. Uh, and, and not once, not twice, but three times. But the Holy Spirit did not allow this fall to be Peter's defining moment. You know, when you think about it, there's not a whole lot, of, and, and Jacques-Philippe makes this point in the book, is that there's not actually a whole lot of difference between Peter and Judas. Like, they both, in a certain sense, betray the Lord. The difference is that one is opening to the, one of them is open to allowing the Holy Spirit to define who he is. The other is not. Uh, and, uh, and so Peter, we know from Luke's Gospel, meets Christ's gaze after he does this. And in doing so, the Holy Spirit convicts Peter of two important things. The horror of his betrayal, that, that, that what he's done is bad. What he's done is a horrible, horrible thing. But also he's convicted him that in that moment he has never been loved more tenderly in all of his life. And, and for those two things to be a reality all at once, how awesome. Mm. That on the one hand, yes, I'm convicted that this is bad, that this what I have done is wrong, and I know simultaneously that I have never been loved more tenderly than I am right now. Uh, and, and so um, the ancient desert fathers had this saying, he who can see his own sin is greater than someone who can raise the dead. Uh, you know, once we recognize our sins under the, the tender, under the gaze of God's tender mercy, we move from presumption to hope. Nothing is definitively lost. Hope is the virtue of people who know that they are infinitely weak and easily broken and rely firmly on God with utter trust. Page 98 of Jacques Philippe's Interior Freedom. And similarly, love needs hope to breathe. And this is another one of Jacques' points is that uh, you know, St. Paul says that hope and faith pass, but charity remains. So we might be forgiven for thinking that the theological virtues are somewhat independent of each other, but this is not the case. Hope provides the space for love to grow because it enables me to grow in trust with God. Hope allows a relationship to blossom by setting my sights on the kingdom of heaven. When we lack hope, we don't really believe that God can make us happy. And we go looking for happiness in all the wrong places. I hope to be a real source in our lives. We must have a solid foundation. And that foundation is faith. We can hope in faith because we know who it is that we believe in. We know that that Jesus is always faithful. Mm. 
So from page 108, faith produces hope and hope makes love possible and helps it grow. Doubt invites distrust, which leads us to sin. This is clearly seen in the fall. So when we have a lack of faith, we begin to doubt God's faithfulness to us um, and we begin to question whether it's even, whether he's even real. Um, And when we do that, we've already begun to distrust him and distrust that he's actually able to come through for us which then leads us to abandoning him and his will in our lives. So bearing that in mind, the beatitude of blessed are the pure of heart makes a lot more sense now too. Mm. Everyone who hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. That's from 1 John 3, 1 to 3. Um, In the Old Testament, the pure of heart are those who put their hope in God and God alone. The pure of heart can see God acting in, in the here and in the now, as hope allows for charity to grow, for love to grow, for God to be seen more and more as we become more freely able to welcome him into our hearts. Beautiful. Hmm. Mm. So that was part two and three from the book study for this week. Next week we will go on to part four and five, which are the last two sections of the interior book, The Interior Freedom by Father Jacques Philippe. If you haven't already would you please jump over to whichever platform that you're listening to this podcast from and rate the podcast and leave us a review because that actually helps other people find the podcast um, when they go looking for living fullness. That would be really helpful as well. Absolutely. And please check out the show notes for reflection questions and join our Living Fullness, join our living fullness Facebook group for discussion on some of these questions. And now a truth, beauty and goodness. Well, for me this week, I actually listened to a podcast from Restore the Glory. Um, It was an interview with Chris and Natalie Stefanik. And they are just uh, like a beautiful, beautiful couple. Um, But in this particular episode, they actually shared some of the wounds that have come up through their marriage and the healing that they've been through. Um, And the way that God has worked in and through their marriage, like mm-hmm. through each other, to be able to help and heal the wounds that were there. Which, when they, the way that they speak about it, the openness that they speak with it, the vulnerability that they speak with, um, it's actually really stunning. It's really heavy, and there is some adult content in there, so I don't recommend it for our younger listeners. Sure, sure. But for our adults, it's really worth listening to. So the whole um the episode actually comes from restore the glory and it's hosted by bob schutz and jake kim they're both trained psychotherapists Mm -hmm. um and the entire podcast itself is actually quite good but for this particular episode um and i guess the beauty that i found in this is twofold one in that you know this is a couple that i admire i mean who doesn't admire christophonic (laughs) he's just awesome the the strength that he has, the zeal that he has for the faith, the energy that he has and the way he goes about in terms of creativity and coming up with the different ways to evangelise is powerful stuff. Mm. And the little that I've seen of him and his wife speak together has been really stunning too. So as a couple, like I admire them, but Mm. also as a counsellor, knowing the privilege that I hold in being able to hear people share the depth of their journey, of their story, um, as it has been and mm. the way that they view it in the here and now and helping to walk with them to create what the story could look like moving forward. Yeah. Um, it's a really privileged space to be. So to be able to see that 
a glimpse of that in a couple that I admire mm. was just stunning. That's um, really cool. But then also just being able to hear how God's working through yeah. their marriage specifically yeah. Yeah. was also very beautiful. That's really beautiful. So I will link that in the description box um, and it will also be in our show notes as well for mm. if you would like to mm. listen to the podcast. Very beautiful. What about you, Padre? What's the truth, beauty and goodness for you this week? Well, I came across, uh, in, in doing some class preparation, I came across uh, a, a book that I hadn't read for a little while, which was the third volume of um, Benedict Sixteenth, Jesus of Nazareth. And uh, as I read it, I thought to myself, it's small, it's reasonably compact, it's a reasonably quick read, and it'll probably make an interesting book study in the future. Uh, well, Benedict um, writes about his whole series is really about the 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 meaning of his redemptive act, the meaning of Jesus' redemptive action in history, and volumes one and two are like they are thick volumes, right? They're they're, they're enormous volumes. They're beautifully written, written for the everyday man, um, and written admittedly from Benedict's. Um, thoroughly researched life and sort of theologian's work. Uh, but the, the, the third volume is this tiny little volume and it's the volume on the infancy narratives. And I think that despite the shortness of this volume, I think it is the most profound of the three. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's so beautiful the way that the way that Benedict talks about Mary, he talks about her with someone who has such a motherly, like he, he just, he knows her as mother. You can see that, you know. Uh, and the way that he talks about, about Jesus, he talks about him like, this is his brother. This is his family member. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's so intimate. It's so beautiful. And at the same time, full of theological gems. And it's just, it's, ah. Oh, it's fantastic. So I, I can only highly recommend that to people as a source of beauty, truth, goodness. Take it up because it's just that third volume is a volume that you can read on its own and it's a volume that's just really jam-packed of beautiful stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, this uh, this leads us to the end of this episode. Yeah, which means that we've got one more episode to go on the book studies. So like to join us for that the last two sections in the book indeed yeah. all right and we will catch you next week until then have a lovely prayers god bless thank you so much for joining us this week on living fullness we hope that in this episode there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life if that is the case would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone Perhaps it will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will also help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook. <laughs>